I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Daughter Donnie U podcast. Featuring the one and only Donnie U. Best in the world of what he does. Yeah. This edition is, yeah, late as usual. I've just been all off, uh, off schedule. I got thrown off schedule last week due to due to the wedding, so that caused me to drop like two days late. Then, since it was a two part episode, that caused me to drop the second part two days late. And to be quite honest with y'all, when Wednesday came, I was rearing to go, but then I realized, hey, Donnie. You kind of t- dropped this shit like late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. So if you drop this shit on Wednesday, it's kind of dr- going to drown out what you just did. And as what normally happens when I record in my car studio, I get interrupted by the phone. But anyway, something told me not to answer it, but currently I am on location. No, I'm not out of state. But I'm lo- I'm on location outside my high school alma mater. And that would be Brooklyn Tech. Yeah. Salute to all the tech knights out there. And you're probably wondering, Donnie, uh, I hope there's nothing going on that um, we need to be concerned about. Because why is a 45-year-old man in this car outside of a high school? Well, I'm glad you asked. Today is the day of my youngest daughter's K specialized high school test. Yes, that tradition like none other. Being the fact I have four children, or I have four children, all four of my children had to go through this exercise. And last but not least, my beloved daughter K is going through it as we speak. So, I'm currently outside waiting for her arrival. 
or should I say waiting for a dismissal? Haha. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Shoot. I swear, things have changed so much since when I went down there or went down here. Um, the, demogra the demographics have certainly changed. Um, <laughs> there's so much I want to get get into on that topic, but I'm going to refrain for the for the sake of brevity. But um, I wish my daughter the best of luck. I told her, look, ain't no pressure. She's like, well, dad, you know, the way the school was talking about. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no. Fuck, fuck what the school is talking about. I'm letting you know. There's no pressure coming from your father and there's no pressure coming from your mother. We just want you to do the best possible job that you can do. That's it. There's no such thing as pass or fail. All right. Does it happen? Don't happen. We move on. But the experience is gained. And we can move on with that. And yeah, so that's all I'm going to say on that subject. But please join me in wishing my daughter, Kay, good luck on this very, very special day. So like I was saying before I got diverted by the phone call, um, yeah, I made the executive decision. Like, you know what? I'm not going to drop on Wednesday, even though I was raring to go. Because I'm like, look, I got to give I got to give part two a little chance to breathe even though it was nowhere near as exciting as part one you know with the return of drunken donnie and tell you the truth y'all was about to get another version y'all about to get another episode of drunken donnie but then I, I i decided or should i say i remembered yeah i gotta get up at seven o'clock in the morning and actually do my parenting fatherly duty and bring my child down here so i don't think it would be a good look for me either a to oversleep or B, to be hung over like a bitch and bringing my daughter down here to take an important test on this very important day for her. So I refrained, and once again, that kind of pushed back the podcast another day. But with all that out the way, my long rambling excuse of why you're hearing this now and not on Wednesday, next Wednesday we'll be back to normal, back on schedule. And, uh, yeah, we finish out the year with a bang. This particular episode, y'all probably going to see both sides of my split personality. Another reason why I didn't record this last night is because, boy, when I say, look, I know the name of the podcast is The Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh. Salty Thoughts meaning they ain't going to be popular. They ain't going to be rosy. They ain't going to be full of sunshine. A lot of times they're going to be very angry and bitter. But last night I was in such an ornery mood. There was a high probability that I was going to say a lot of shit that I probably would have regretted. And I probably would have had to end this podcast. Or y'all probably would have ended it for me because none of y'all motherfuckers would have been listening to it ever again. So once again, I chose the executive decision to put this shit back one night for the greater good. But with all that being said, this here episode, I'll, I have three segments in mind. One, I will be talking, even though it's like a fucking damn near a week later, I will be talking and discussing the New York Jets' latest failure, this time at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, 
which we saw some promising signs from young Mr. Zach Wilson and the overall depressing effort in which we actually had their lead at one time and we ended up losing by what? 15 points? Yeah. Matter of fact, I think it was 18 points. Anyway, are we talking about the Jets? I won't really be talking about the Giants because, I mean, what else is there to talk about? They lost again. Their offense was putrid again. And I'm. it feels like I'm beating a dead drum, or should I say beating a dead team, or should I say just being a bully and talking about them in such disparaging ways. Seems like my vocabulary then took a took a boost, being the fact that I'm in front of Brooklyn Technical High School. Haha. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I might get into the Giants, but I'm probably not. I'm not diverting a whole segment to the Giants. I will be giving my thoughts on various things that happened last week in the NFL, specifically the Monday night in Buffalo, which saw the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills to claim sole possession of first place in the AFC East and sole possession of first place in the conference seed-wise. And my thoughts on a particular thing that happened in this past Thursday night's game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The aftermath, well, I should, yeah, the aftermath that came out of, came out of that, and uh, just my overall view on the sensitivity that's going on in society what's, as a whole. And finally, the very popular segment of Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing, a.k.a. Donnie, C Donnie, Donnie's fantasy recap <laughs> and that's where the celebration comes in and that's all i'm going to say on the topic because if i say any more y'all might not even listen to the rest of the thing so y'all gonna have to listen to find out what the hell is going to be so celebratory in the segment of donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing are we actually going to get an answer of does he or does he not know what the fuck he's doing? Only one way to find out. So without further ado, let's get this shit on the road. Good night. And goodbye. Bye. Yeah. My beloved New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Lost last week against the Philadelphia Eagles with their backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, you know, the dude with the mustache. Yeah, we lost 36 to 18. The first half was a shootout. The first half, Zach Wilson ac accounted for himself very well, if I do say so myself. Zach Wilson, I believe his line was something to the effect of 14 for 17, 174 yards, one touchdown, zero, zero interceptions. And we was down 
I believe 21-18 at the half because our defense was Swiss cheese. And our defense made matters even worse when they allowed the Philadelphia Eagles to control the clock for over 10 minutes on their opening third quarter drive. And by the time Zach Wilson got back on the field, I think there was a there was a stat, or should I say there was a remark of saying that the New York Jets had not had the ball in real time since 1.50 p.m. that afternoon. By the time they got the ball, by the time Zach Wilson got back on the field, it was 3.10 p.m. in the afternoon. An hour and a, almost an hour and a half, almost 90 minutes had gone by. And just our luck, the one fucking game that he starts out and he's in the rhythm and he's showing everybody, the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be, of course, the fucking defense would allow him to sit on the bench. And by the time he got back on the field, he was erratic. He was overthrowing his running backs. He was skittish. And the game was over. I think we did a three and out. Philadelphia got the ball back again. Kicked another field goal. It was like 30 to 18. Game over. He threw, I think he threw an interception in the fourth quarter. But by that time, he just pretty much just trying his best to do his best. But I will say that the part that I saw when he was actually in rhythm, it seemed like the game plan was catered more to his strengths to hide his weaknesses. It seemed like he had more mastery over the playbook or at least the playbook for that game. And he actually had the Philadelphia Eagles off balance. Corey Davis is now done for the season. He's on the IR for the season due to a core muscle tear or core muscle strain. Good riddance. I mean, don't wish injury on that man, but fuck him. I mean, I, I that's going down as a real bad signing by Joe Douglas. I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to get Zach a big body receiver a big body experienced receiver, but there's a reason why Tennessee let him go. There's a reason why they upgraded to an old, but not washed quite yet. Julio Jones to pair with, uh, damn. I always forget this dude name. AJ something, not AJ Smith. Is it AJ Smith? Might be AJ Smith. Who knows? But yeah, the, 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 the number one receiver from Tennessee, we was without our rookie running back, Michael Carter, who's still on the IR with um, with his ankle injury. Hopefully he's he gets back so he can get some run for the duration of the season. For some reason, we went away from Tevin Coleman, who was very explosive in the first half. We went away from Ty Johnson, who was very powerful in the first half 
And um, we just never got back into the rhythm. Now, this week's game at home against New Orleans Saints actually is a winnable game if our defense comes to play. The reason I say it's a winnable game because New Orleans has no quarterback. Jameis is out for the year. Taysom Hill threw four picks against uh, in his last outing against the Dallas Cowboys on, on Thanksgiving night. Was it Thanksgiving night? No, the week after Thanksgiving, last Thursday night. Um, you got who? Who? Who's the dude? Uh, uh, no, he was our backup quarterback not last year, year before last, and he used to be the starting quarterback for Denver. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he's not a top tier quarterback. Alvin Kamara is questionable at best to play. Like, it's a, it's a very winnable game. But once again, it's not about wins or losses right now. Because right now, due to Seattle being putrid this year themselves at four, with, with, with only four wins, we're currently on track to have two top 10 picks in draft. And we don't need a quarterback, at least not yet. So... It's really important just to see the continued development of Zach Wilson. And if it comes with a win, that's a plus. If it comes with just a competitive loss, that's a plus. We just cannot afford to be embarrassed. We cannot afford to be blown out, especially at home. Because this is just starting to become a, 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 tight, a tight refrain of mine of what to do. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We ain't, ain't doing shit. Becton, Makai Becton, the second year left tackle is still on track to return before the end of the season. He is traveling with the team, even though we're actually at home, but he was, I believe he was cited on the field prior to pregame or prior to the game doing drills. He's, he still has to get his conditioning back. Hopefully he hasn't gained too much weight. He's our version of Zion Williamson has tremendous promise, but that weight is going to be an issue to, Duration of his career. And now, especially since he has an injury to his lower extremity, i.e. his legs, it's even more imperative that he keeps that weight off. And yeah, here I go with my vocabulary. Woohoo! Here I go with not really cursing that much. Woohoo! Don't worry, and look, the curses are gonna be flowing later on. But yeah, so that's really it to talk about the Jets. I mean, look, if, if anybody was tuning in for a good half hour rant on the Jets, it, it's not much to say. And it's even it's even less to say about the Giants. The Giants went down to Miami and they scored a grand total of nine points. And that's following them scoring a grand total of ten points, albeit a win. They were without Daniel Jones, who is still nursing his neck injury, and he will be out this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. And matter of fact, yeah, that I am going to talk about the fucking Giants later on in my segment of Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Because the Giants actually have a big part to play in this upcoming week's fantasy matchup.
Ooh, did I spill the beans? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, but um, yeah, Mike Glennon. But Mike Glennon actually went down due to injury because he's in concussion protocol. So they had to sign off the Buffalo Bills practice squad. Jake Fromm, the former quarterback of the out of the University of Georgia. Oh, it's looking great. It's looking great. And I really forgot today is the day of SantaCon. And I just saw three Mrs. Claus walk by and there, Horace Attire, ready to puke on the streets of New York City. So I'm quite sure by the end of the day, they'll be slumped over a bench in Grand Central on their way back. Or, 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 or while they're waiting for Metro North and hopefully they get home safely and soundly because I've seen those I've seen those sights due to my shoe job and it's not a pretty sight at all you see how easily diverted I got from talking about the Giants <laughs> I swear I can't wait until the season's over so I can stop I can stop fucking with the Giants I ain't, I ain't fucking with them in the all season cause they ain't not gonna be nothing to fuck with them with or fuck with them about. Unless they keep Joe Judge. And ha ha, yeah. Joe Judge said that there was plenty of explosive pl plays out there. And he was proud of his team that scored nine points. And they're going this season. Like I said, they're going this week uh, with, with hardly no quarterback. No quarterback. Which will lead you to believe that they're going to lean heavily on Saquon Barkley. But... As history has proven, they are just hard-headed and they will not feed the beast. They will not feed the beast. This dude had 11 carries for 55 yards. You mean to tell me other aspects of the offense was working to the point that y'all didn't feel the need to feed the beast? I mean, he's finally feeling frisky and y'all ain't give him 11 carries? I think he had maybe like 15 touches altogether, and y'all scored nine points. I mean, I know Miami's hot. Miami's defense is is locked and loaded, but come on now. But yeah, fucking Giants. All I know is they better play their position this weekend. Got a lot riding on these mother effers this weekend. Because trust you and me, if my plans do not come to fruition specifically because of the G-men, specifically because of these mother effers, the New York football giants, I will rain upon them with fury and vengeance like no other, like nobody has ever seen before in the history of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. And I'm dead serious with that. I would even be making shit up just to get my ornery thoughts out on those cocksuckers. Because that's exactly what they'll be. They'll be some cocksuckers if they fuck up my plans this weekend. Now, you know what? That's the Giants and Jets report. And coming up, I'm going to talk about the NFL. I'm gonna sprinkle this. I'm gonna spread this shit out. 
Yeah, now in reference to the Jess Giants segment, I actually remembered the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints that whose name just escaped me. Trevor Simeon. How could I forget? Trevor Simeon, who in his one appearance with the New York Jets, I believe he got a what was it, a hand injury, an arm injury, leg injury, some shit. It was a, I know it was a, it was a Monday night, and we had the black uniforms on, and he lasted maybe a quarter, and he was done for the season. Robbed us blind. Fuck him. Now, two things happened in the NFL last last week that I felt the need, or I should say, I feel the need to speak on. The first one. Happened in Buffalo, New York. Shout out to Griselda. Buffalo, New York. My former home for about six months in my youth. But Buffalo, New York was home to the matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots with first place on the line. And do you know what happened? The New England Patriots won. But it's not the outcome that I want to talk about. They won by the score of 14-10. And you're like, darn, it must have been a defensive struggle. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. It wasn't a defensive struggle. It was a matchup between... Smart and stupid. On the side of smart, to my chagrin, but I must give respect where respect due, on the side of smart was Bill Belichick and his New England Patriots. And on the side of dumb, on the side of stupid, was Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills. Monday night, Buffalo, New York was going through not so much of a snowstorm, but more of a windstorm that brought snow. During the pregame, it was almost whiteout conditions, but very minimum or minimal accumulation on the field. But what was left out of that little whiteout condition was 50 mile per hour winds for the duration of the football game and they primarily was coming from one direction so do you know what the New England Patriots did do you know what kind of game plan they devised I will tell you New England ran for 45 times New England had 45 rushes for 252 yards running. They only threw the ball three times. They only threw the ball three times. Mac Jones was one for three for 19 yards. On the side of dumb, 
or the sound of stupid, the Buffalo Bills decide to throw the ball 30 times. 15 of 30 for less than 200 yards. My thing is this. What New England did was the epitome of what they've done for the last two decades. By any means necessary. Game plan, well, yeah, team game plan specific. Take what we can do, amplify it, take what we can't do, can't do and throw it in the trash. Bill looked at his quarterback and he said, all right, listen, my quarterback is good. My quarterback followed directions very well. But my quarterback does not have a strong arm and this offense is not designed to throw it all over the field. At least down the field, that is. And being the fact that my quarterback, Mac Jones, prides himself on accuracy and the wind is gusting. Matter of fact, the wind is swirling around at 50 miles per hour. Why am I going to do something that my quarterback can't do? And on top of that, in recent history against the Buffalo Bills, especially since they've been decent, Buffalo always shoots itself in the foot. So we're going to play the game of we're going to wait for Buffalo to shoot themselves in the foot. And that's what they did. Now, to their credit, they got the ball inside the red zone toward the end of the game, and Josh Allen made the wrong decision and tried to force it to, to Diggs on the outside post. Instead of taking Beasley... On the inside post. And that, if you didn't know, that was the ambulance telling me to move my black ass. Because that's where I was parked at, waiting for my daughter. So now I'm going to have to go around the corner and look for another park. Which should be very easy because, hey, the test was over. For the majority of people, about an hour ago. So, a lot of things have probably fanned out. And I'll probably be able to get a, a parking space in an area that I don't have to be interrupted. While I'm recording this podcast, by the ambulance. Because I was in front of Brooklyn Hospital. Which is actually located adjacent. Of course, street adjacent. Or should I say, across street adjacent. Ha <laughs> ha. To uh, Brooklyn Tech. Anyway. But. What stood out to me. Was the post game comments. From the Buffalo Bills. From both players and coach. Sean McDermott was asked. Or matter of fact. I don't think he was asked. He actually said this. Unasked of. There was no need. To add on to the perceived genius of Bill Belichick because 
his team, you know, he, he, he came out with some stats of his team was one for four in the red zone. New England was 0 for 1. His team had an average starting place on uh, of the 40-yard line. And New England had their starting place, I believe, in I believe 23, 24-yard line. And because of those things, nine times out of ten, if that was the case, he would feel pretty good about his position. And he actually was patting himself on the back and said, yeah, Bill doesn't deserve any extra credit for that. I say this. So what the fuck was the excuse of you losing? Bill, Bill Belichick, like I said, ran the ball 45 times against your bitch ass. Against your, quote unquote, vaunted defense. You decided you wanted to recreate the fucking wheel and throw the ball 30 times. Yeah, and throw the ball 30 times. Really? Like y'all don't y'all don't see y'all don't have the light? Y'all ridiculous. Throw, throw the ball 30 times in the wind. And how is this supposed to work? And you want to know why y'all lost. Then Micah Hyde was asked the question of being the fact they gave up almost 300 yards rushing should they feel embarrassed. And he was like, I can't believe that. I can't believe y'all asked me that type of question. Come on, bro. You know, we're respectful. Every week, we're respectful. We come, we answer your little bullshit questions. And y'all gonna disrespect us by asking us if we're um, if we're embarrassed with our performance? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna ask you if you're embarrassed with your performance because you gave up 252 yards rushing. Not only that, you knew what was coming. Bill said, guess what? Guess what we're going to do? We're going to run right. We're going to run left. We're going to run into the middle. Right, left, and middle. And stop it. Force us to change. And y'all soft asses couldn't force them to change. And they got out of there with a 14-10 victory. And as a Jet fan, it made me so frustrated. Because... It's like, come on. Even at their worst, even at their lowest, New England always finds a way to succeed. New England always finds a way to prevail. And anytime y'all think it's going to be a changing of the guard, the evil emperor comes out of his tomb and zaps everybody down to reality. And it was just disheartening. And it, and it was even more disheartening for the fact that I had no choice but to give credit where credit is due. Right now, I really believe New England making the, making the Super Bowl. Because if you look in the AFC, currently, 
These are the teams that are in playoff contention. The Chiefs, New England, Cincinnati, Baltimore, the Buff Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Las Vegas Raiders. You tell me, out of all those teams that I just named, besides New England, does anybody scare you? The Chiefs are winning. They're winning ugly, to their credit, and they're winning, but they just don't look the same. They don't look like anybody should have confidence that they're going to reclaim their past glory this year. Because right now, to me, only because of Patrick Mahomes are there are they eight and four and in first place in the in the division. And he struggled mightily. Their wide receiving core outside of Hill leaves much to be desired. Pringle and uh Hardman and and and, and, and who else who, who knows who else? Kelsey to me is having a down year. Maybe the maybe the years are taking the toll of these long runs in the playoffs. And it's and I feel like the same thing that happens in basketball happens in football. When you have continuously continuous long runs in the playoffs, continuously get to the Super Bowl, especially in a physical sport such as football, that takes a toll. This would be their fourth consecutive year if they get at least to the conference uh, conference on championship game that yeah it'd be the fourth consecutive year that takes a toll on you same thing in basketball when the when the warriors were getting to back to back to back to back to back nba finals it takes a toll it takes a toll so in the afc i'm looking i'm like Bill got this team primed and ready to go. They're winners of seven straight. They started the league, they started the year two and four. He he figured out what worked. He figured out what doesn't work. And right now they're rearing to go. And they're going to be a not even they're going to be a tough out. The fucking road to the Super Bowl is going to run through New England. And we're going to go right back to that same refrain: New England only has to win two games at home to get to the Super Bowl. At this point in time, they might fuck around and be able to rest players their last last game of the season. But that brings me to another thing that happened this past week. And this past Thursday was Pittsburgh traveling to Minnesota to go against the Vikings. Pittsburgh, due to eking out a one-point victory due to Baltimore not going not going for the tie, but going for the win. And the two-point conversion pass from Lamar Jackson falling off the fingertips of, of Andrews, the tight end. And they escaped with a one-point victory to bring them to 6-5-1. and one. And the resurgence, the reinvigoration of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Ah, into the Thursday night, where they found themselves down by the score of 29 zip before they made a furious comeback. And with a chance to tie the game and put the game into overtime, 
Big Ben orchestrated a final drive with zero timeouts, mind you. Zero timeouts. That started from the four-yard line. And got them within a dropped pass by the tight end, Freedom Muir, whatever the name is, of sending the game into overtime. But you know what they could have sorely needed? One more play. And you and, and, and you could say that about every team that is coming down to the final drive. Man, if I could get one more play, one more play, one more play, and nine times out of ten, that's an excuse. This time, not an excuse. It's a fact. They could have had one more play if it wasn't for Chase Claypool. You know, the Maple Leaf Megatron. Chase Claypool decided in his infinite wisdom that uh, with less than 35 seconds remaining after he catches a fourth down pass, four first down conversion, that instead of rushing back to the line of scrimmage, running the ball back in between the hash and getting ready for that next play, that he decides, you know what, first down, I got to do my first down pole. And you know what I saw? I instantly looked at the clock and saw a tick, 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 tick. While the linemen, while the offensive linemen of the Pittsburgh Steelers about to see him fucking Claypool up on the field. Like, dude, what the fuck you doing? After they, after they spiked the ball to, clock, to stop the clock, if you... Really paid attention. You see Claypool look at the offensive lineman that's tried to that's snatched his ass and brought him back to the line of scrimmage and start fussing with him. And I was shocked at the immediate pregame that it wasn't being discussed of man, if Claypool wouldn't have did that fucking pose, maybe they had enough time for one more play. One more play. Maybe the play calling is totally different leading up to that drop touchdown pass. Or should I say that broken up touchdown pass because I'm going to get credit where credit due to the Minnesota uh, uh, safety who at the last at the very last minute put his hand in and swatted that ball or, or should I say jabbed that ball out of the tight end's hands. But they could have had one more play. This is the part that even got me pissed off. And this, like I said, neither one of these teams are my team. I can give less than a fuck about either one of them. In the post-game presser, when asked about that infamous play, Chase Claypool said, well, you know, I, I, I take responsibility, you know, but uh, I was just trying to do my polls and I was going, I was, I was waiting for the referee to come so I can hand the ball to the referee and such and such lineman came and knocked the ball out of my hand when I was trying to give it to the referee, but I take responsibility for, for the part that I played in to our loss. No, you didn't take responsibility because I heard two excuses in that sentence. One, I just wanted to do my pose and I was waiting to give the football to the referee 
And I got the football knocked out my hand by the offensive lineman. But I take responsibility for my part in our loss. I, and that's me, Donnie Ooh, didn't hear no responsibility being taken because all I heard was excuses. This is the same motherfucker that had the audacity a couple weeks ago to say, well, you know, maybe if we if we listen to more music during practice, our play would be better. And Tomlin's like, look, if y'all need music, if y'all need music to play better on the field, then maybe y'all don't need to be Pittsburgh Steelers because what Pittsburgh is going to, not to the extent that the New York Giants is going through, but what Pittsburgh is going through currently is the fact they got a lot of motherfuckers on that team that because they put the colors on, they put the helmet on, they put the logo on, they feel like they automatically have the accolades that the franchise has accumulated over the, over the decades. Nah, motherfuckers. You have proven nothing. What you actually are proving are the fact that you're unfit in wearing that jersey. You're unfit in wearing those colors. You're unfit in wearing that logo and representing that logo. Same thing with the Giants. Only difference is Pittsburgh currently has the infrastructure in place to either weed out those who don't belong or they have enough strength in the infrastructure to pull those people up to close to the standard that they used to be being at. And that infrastructure starts and ends with Mr. Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I'm not sure about the contract situation when it comes to um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their cap situation, because once again, it ain't my team. I don't give a fuck. But I would be highly surprised if the majority of the players are still on this team next year. Big Ben has already leaked that, yeah, this, this is final run. This is final hurrah, last hurrah. You know, uh, 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 Smith-Schuster, he did the one-year tender. He's injured. I don't think they're bringing him back. Chase Claypool, if his contract is cap-friendly, I'm quite sure they're going to ship his ass out of there. The one person I could see that's busting their ass and seems like he's holding up to the standard is, is, is Nadja Harris, who... While he hasn't really paid off the times that I've chosen him on my fantasy teams, that boy's a beast, both running and receiving. And that's a great building block to start again with. You know, he could be a new school, better improved, new and improved Le'Veon Bell, if they do it right. But that brings me to what I was saying about the sensitivity or the, the change in, in the society now. And yeah, maybe it's my age. Maybe I'm, I have become the old man on the, on the porch talking about get the fuck off my lawn. 
But yeah, it's it's like how are you getting mad that people are calling you out and holding you accountable? You fucked up that game. Yes, you did have an amazing catch on the sideline where you caught the ball while being interfered with on your back. You had amazing plays in that game. But the consistency and being a professional at all times ultimately cost your team that game. And you can't be man enough to say, yeah, I fucked up. Won't happen again. You're saying, yeah, I fucked up, but it was his fault. I fucked up. But I was trying to do this. I fucked up, but yo, I had to get my shit in. Like, 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 like what's really good with these people, man? What's good with these people? I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to end this segment with a little basketball talk. One in particular, and that's the New York Knicks. You know what? Yeah, I decided to squeeze in some basketball talk. Uh, one in particular. Well, one topic in particular. And of course, that's my New York Knickerbockers. Who I have no idea what is going on with them. Kimba's still on the bench. She's still out of the rotation. Randall's playing like trash. RJ has had an uptick in his, uh, you know, productivity, but you know he's still not up to par. Mitchell, I, I, I just don't know what's going, what's going on, man. I really don't. I mean, I discussed it in my last episode about how we as Knicks fans do have to temper our expectations because we have to realize what this team is, and right now this team is no better than a 500 team, and we are going to be scrapping and probably in the playing game, playing tournament, to try to get into the postseason, unless we make any moves. Moves are probably, probably coming because in the next couple days, I believe all the people, all the players that were signed in the offseason are eligible to be traded. Anybody who has signed or re-signed, i.e. Julius Randle, is eligible to be, tra eligible to be traded. But without me getting into actually the Knicks, I'm going to talk about Knicks fans. Okay. <laughs> like I, I, I normally I, I don't even take my I don't even take time to to talk about shit like this. But it really just it it irked me. It really irked me because it was just like, darn, are, are are fans so fucking sensitive and fickle? That this is what's this is what's really going on. Okay. So after their latest loss, I believe against Indiana Indiana, where they really just no showed. They got their ass bust from from start to end. And this is against the team that earlier that day pretty much put the for sale sign out and said, You like our players? Come and get them, because this shit ain't working. We're about to break this shit down and rebuild from scratch. So you are going against a team that have nothing to play for. They know their team doesn't want them. And they got blown out. 
and Julius Randle on multiple occasions were was seen well, well was, was seen with lack of effort, lack of hustle, just lack of defense. So, in my infinite wisdom, I put out a tweet. And anybody who does follow me on Twitter, which it's not really much of y'all, if any of y'all. But if anybody does follow me on Twitter or just social media in general, they know I don't post much. I mean, shit. Over the last couple of weeks, I haven't even fucking promoted this podcast. Which actually has worked out well. Because it seems like the less I promote it, the more people listen. Go figure. So, I'm like, you know what? This would be a perfect time to, you know, promote the podcast. Being the fact that I just talked about Julius Randle. Put the shit out there with a little blurb. And the blurb was as innocent as this. Yeah, tonight was another example of Julius Randle not earning his keep. Matter of fact, I discussed it down below. Tap it. Seems pretty innocuous, right? Yeah, my, my, my vocabulary is still boosted because I'm still in the vicinity of Brooklyn Tech. You know, motherfuckers was, was joking last year about, yo, you get the vaccine, you get super, black people get superpowers? Well, it looks like I get close to my alma mater, Brooklyn Tech. And all of a sudden, my vocabulary got superpowers. But I digress. There's that word again. So, yeah. So, I figured it was a pretty innocuous tweet. You know? Say my feelings. And in turn, promote the podcast. Voila, right? So, I'm scrolling. Because a lot of times at my shoot job, that's what all the fuck I do is scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And I just see one of my followers put a tweet up. And it seems like they're referring to the tweet that I put up. And it said the following. And unfortunately, being the fact I'm recording, I can't really say it verbatim, but I will give y'all the gist. You know, when I see uh when I see tweets about you know, the fans uh, 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 discussing players in a, what was the word? A coded way. You know, a, a, coded, a coded way of disrespecting players. Albeit, you know, I'm not judging in-game in rants. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't go for that. You'll be unfollowed. So I don't know. For some reason, it just rang up. It rang true to me. I'm like, oh, darn. Is this motherfucker talking about what? So I go and look to see my tweet. I'm like, eh, I don't see nothing disparaging. I don't see nothing disrespectful about it. I don't. I damn sure don't see nothing coded. Like, dude, do you realize I'm fucking black? I'm full nigga over here. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> but it's true. So I'm like, hold on. So I looked at the time of the, the timestamp. I'm like, all right. 1108. 1117. Oh, that shit. 
it gotta be talking about me. Wow. So, uh, like I said, I, I had nothing else to do. I'm at my fucking job. I'm like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So I'm like, all right, let me play some fucking Twitter detective. So I just happened to go to the dude profile. <laughs> this cocksucker unfollow me. <laughs> wow. Really? Have we as a society become so fucking sensitive? That and I and, and 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 the first thing that popped in my mind and I and I really hated the fact it popped in my mind because I I felt like I was trending on the conservative side, but the first thing that popped in my mind when I when I saw that shit was like, yo, yo, uh, this motherfucker's a snowflake for real. Like, what is fucking coded about, dude? You just signed, you just resigned, right? You just fucking signed the extension, right? You got over hundred million dollars for four years. You was all NBA, second team last year. All-star. Leader of the fucking franchise. This season, you don't regress to the player that you was prior to last season. And I think I might have discussed it before. A lot of credence got to be given to maybe he was playing so good last year because there wasn't not a nine person in the fucking fans. Maybe he's a fucking gym player. Maybe he should have stayed on the Lakers and, and, and fucking uh, helped them get that bubble chip. Maybe he would have thrived then. But me saying that the supposed best player of the team, the supposed high, well, matter of fact, factual highest player of the team, needs to earn his fucking keep. It's not disrespectful and not coded whatsoever. I mean, the unfowler, I could give less than a fuck. I've been on Twitter so so many what ten years, and I just broke the century mark of followers. Because I really don't give a fuck about a follower. If you follow, good. You following me, yeah, yeah, you're probably going to get a fucking post of, it, of when I upload this podcast, and that's about it. So I don't give a fuck about the unfollow. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's just the fact of, oh, have we become that fucking sensitive as a fan base, as a fucking society, as fucking men, that you can't call somebody out? You can't call a fucking player out for not, Doing their fucking job? This goes back to how I believe society as a whole is worse for everybody gets a trophy. No, 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 no. Everybody don't get a fucking trophy. First, second, or third. If you can't get in the first, second, or third, guess what? Try again next year. Try again next competition. Fuck, I'm get, fuck you getting a fucking trophy for or a medal for if you finish last place. Because you tried? No, 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 no. Try harder, motherfucker. Same thing with this fucking test that my daughter's taking. I believe this is the last year that... You have to take a test in this. Now it's going to be just based on 
your grades based on just regular shit. Some people are regular and some people are exceptional. That's just the way shit is. Some people are gifted and some people are normal. Guess what? That's just the way shit is. Same way we have the top 1% and then we have the rest of us bottom feeders that's just trying to make it from check to check. Is it fair? Perhaps. Perhaps it's fair. And the reason I say perhaps is fair, it just gives me motivation to work harder so I could hopefully get to that 1%. But your boy Donnie is a lazy motherfucker by heart, so therefore I'll be content in just getting my pennies along with the rest of the 99 percenters. But I don't begrudge anything. Because like I said, they're, they're about to... They're about to stop this test. No, 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 no. No, it's no such thing as specialized tests. You know, we're which go we're segregating people. No, 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 no. Maybe make the shit more fair as in the which got the selection process. And it shouldn't be one group or two groups of people. It should be, you know, it should actually represent the overall dynamic of the city. But either you can get in or you can't. I mean, they don't say that shit when it comes to college. They don't say, yeah, everybody can come to college, which I believe should be true. But either you can pay for college or you can't. Maybe it's not the best analogy, analogy but y'all get what the fuck I'm trying to say. So I don't believe there was anything disrespectful in saying, motherfucker, you got paid for a job and right now you are not completing the job at hand. If we trade him for a better player, what does that tell you? Well, he wasn't doing the job that this player can do, so therefore we got him the fuck out of town. That being disrespectful? Is that being is that using coded language? I swear, sometimes, sometimes my my character floor is going to be the death of me because I can't take a slight whatsoever. I can't. Without feeling the thirst for revenge. Maybe it's the rapper in me. Because anytime I feel like I got slighted or got subbed, ho, 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 guess what? Your boy Donnie is the master of being passive-aggressive. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, uh, shit, yeah, I done mastered the fuck, the fucking art of being passive aggressive. So subliminals, that's right up my alley. But one of these days, like I said, it's going to be the death of me. Well, the death of whatever I'm trying to accomplish because somebody might say something and, I, and my, my antenna just goes up automatically. Like, oh, what? What, what? what did you just say? Oh, what? Yo, that motherfucker had, had my had my name in his mouth? Oh, I yeah, I gotta see him. Now no violent shit, but yo, I gotta see him to let them know, yo, keep my name out your motherfucking mouth. Don't smile in my face. Meanwhile, you're backstabbing. Backstabbing. That actually had nothing to do with what I'm talking about now, cause I don't I shit. 
I think, matter of fact, out of all of my fucking people that I that I'm on this particular social media outlet, I think I know one person personally. So trust me, I really don't give a fuck. It was just the premise. It was the purpose of coded language, coded language, coded disrespect. Nah, shit. If we could trade him for Dame straight up, guess what, Jules? You're the fuck out of here. If we could trade... I don't know. Matter of fact, I was about to say for Miles Turner. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trading him for Miles Turner because nah. But if we could trade him for a, a fucking legitimate point guard, he's gone. I guess that's disrespectful because we got to get him to fuck. No, he's gone. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. What, 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 what has this, what has the society become? The society become? gotta walk on eggshells it's fucking christmas time right i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this little thing before I, before i get into the long the much anticipated donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's doing segment when i had my first child it was a discussion it was coming up you know uh Maybe not so much his first Christmas, because his first Christmas, he was like five months old. He didn't know what the fuck Christmas was. But we had the discussion, me and my wife, you know, the sponsor of this here podcast, the Lewis Snapback Box, only available in my apartment, more specifically, in my bed. And boy, shoot. Whew, the sponsor did a number one me this morning. Anyway. We had a discussion on whether or not we were going to allow or let our child know that Santa Claus didn't exist. Were we going to, like, I mean, we celebrate Christmas, but we were going to celebrate the Santa Claus shit. And right before, I believe, his second Christmas, or maybe probably way before his second Christmas, I was like, you know what? Nah. My children ain't going to believe in no Santa Claus. And people were, you know, like, really? I'm like, yeah. Santa Claus? Nah, they're not going to believe in no Santa Claus. And people asked me why. I was like, because I, as a black man, am not going to raise my child to believe that a fat white dude in a red fucking outfit is going to come through the window, come up the fire escape, because, yeah, I don't believe in the house. They ain't coming through a chimney. They're coming up the fire escape. And going to come and reward them for the year they had after I raised them for the previous year. Fuck that. No, he knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. No, I know when you're sleeping when I tell your ass to go to bed. I know when you're awake because I got to wake your ass up every morning to go to school. He knows when you've been bad or good. No, I know when you've been bad or good because when you've been good, I go shopping. I buy you clothes. I buy you toys. When you've been bad, you go on punishment. I get the belt out. I threaten. Yeah. So... Yeah, why, why, why the fuck would I ever let them talk about, yeah, I got to be good for Santa. Now, 
there was an instance, I believe, last year. Matter of fact, probably was last year, year before last. But, you know, pandemic, we, everybody kept apart. Right, like, we're not still in a pandemic anyway. Let, uh, 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 my niece, one of my nieces, my niecey pool, uh, she stayed with us for a couple days around Christmas time. Now, my kids, even my youngest, K, no, <laughs> Santa Claus, fuck is that? So, you know, my niece was, she was, she was so excited because she's like, yeah, Christmas coming, Christmas coming, Santa. And my daughter was about Santa. There's no, and I had to say, I'm like, K, 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 K. No, no, no. She's like, what happened, dad? I'm like, no. Nisi Poo believes in Santa Claus. We can't bust that bubble. She's like, why? I'm like, look, different strokes for different folks. If the world don't move to the beat of just one drum, it might be right for you. Big night right for A man is born. And look, I, I, yeah. Anyway, so I told him, I was like, no, we can't bust that bubble to each his own. You know, people, some people believe this way, some people believe that way. I just wrote, raised y'all to say, look, ain't no, ain't no fucking big white dude coming down here giving y'all gifts. Shit. My fucking heart, I, I won't say my heart was broken. When I found out there was no Santa, because that actually went against everything that I grew up to believe. But except for one difference. My Santa actually was an old white dude. He just wasn't fat. <laughs> Uncle Chuck, Mr. Minetti to be exact. See, in, I think I was eight, nine years old, right? And, you know, uh, I used to watch the Brady Bunch and all that stuff, so... Uh, night before Christmas, I would always write a note for Santa, thank you note for Santa, and leave a glass of milk and some Oreo cookies, right? Or some chips of horn. So, this year, for some reason, either I ate, I ate them or I forgot to tell my grandma, yeah, I got to get some cookies or whatever. So, all we had as for snacks were fruit. So, we had bananas. So, I left a banana with the note um, underneath, the, underneath the, on the table next to the tree. And, um, yeah, I'm rambling, but I don't give a fuck because it's Christmas time. And it's actually bringing back fond memories of mine. So just bear with me. So my, yeah, so which goes, so I, 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 leave, the, I leave the banana on the, on the table with the note. So I get up the next morning and I see the banana hadn't been peeled. But there was a different note, or should I say a response from, quote unquote, Santa. Santa, it read the following. Thank you, Michael, for the note, for the thank you note, and thank you for this banana. But unfortunately, Santa is allergic to bananas. So I was unable to accept this as a meal. But thank you again. Love you. Or should I say love, Santa. And I'm, I thought that was odd. And there's a reason why I thought it was odd. Actually, two. When I'm reading the note, I noticed that the handwriting on the note was very familiar to my eyes. The handwriting on the note resembled 
very closely to the handwriting of none other than my mother. Another coincidence was, oh, my mother also was allergic to bananas. So what a coincidence that not only does Santa have the same handwriting as my dear mom, she, he also had the same allergy as my dear mom. And that at that point, I realized, oh, Santa Claus is my mom. Do you understand the amount of, do you understand the, which was the, 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 the mental gymnastics that believing in Santa does to you? I lived in an apartment building and the way that my apartment building was set up, we had a front side and a back side. I was in the back side, the ass side. And the lobby that connected the two, I lived on the second floor. So pretty much my window was right above the connecting lobby. And I would think in my head at night when I believed in Santa, that if I heard some noise on that roof of the lobby, I thought those were the reindeer. I thought Santa was coming. And I was trying to figure out how Santa gets in. Santa's not coming through the door. Santa's not, which, you know, trust me, the way way my apartment was when I was younger, he better not came through that door. But Santa wasn't coming through the door. So what, 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 how, how did Santa, what, what was Santa doing? So that's how round up my mind was when it came to this Christmas shit. Also, and here's another, here's, a, here's another, which called quite a uh, quick um, story surrounding Christmas. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. To my brother, cool. One year, one year, um, you know, I was, I was, I was a teenager. So, you know, the pomp and circumstance of Christmas was just like, all right, you know, Christmas. All right. I know I'm going to get some money, go shopping. So I think that particular year, my mom's was like, all right, I ain't putting up this big ass tree or we threw the tree out. I don't remember. Cause look, listen, we was doing artificial trees from the time of, from what, from age nine up. So, yeah, so my mom's, we had a tabletop tree. <laughs> and she decorated the shit out that tree. She decorated the table with the, you know, with the with the gift wrapping, and she put the garland on it and around and and you know with the with the ribbons and and, and, and all that shit, right? The stencil. The, people don't even use stencil no more, do they? Or tinsel. Whatever the fuck the name of it is. You know that 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 which got that stringy silver shit. But yeah, she did all that, right? So my bro comes over and he used to just needle the hell out of me. And he was like, yo, yo, Mike, yo, where's your tree? I'm like, it's right there. That ain't a Christmas tree. I'm like, what do you mean that's not a Christmas tree? I mean, shit, shit, you know, it was a struggle tree, but it was a Christmas tree. He was like, nah, you know what he called it? He called, he said, yo, yo, Mike got a Christmas, a Christmas twig. <laughs> A, cr a Christmas twig. 
<laughs> my brother told me my fucking tree was the shit. <laughs> so, you know, my sensitive ass. Yo, mom, mom, you're such and such called a tree a Christmas twig. He called what? He called our tree a Christmas twig. Oh, don't mind him. You know he would just mess with you. But still, mom. <laughs> a Christmas twig. Yeah, shout out shout out to my brother. Yeah, I I I love you, bro. <laughs> now the segment that y'all all been waiting for, and that is the final answer, the actual answer on the season long question of does Donnie know what the fuck he's doing? AKA Donnie's fantasy football recap. And if you couldn't tell from the sound of my voice, Donnie's actually happy. You know why Donnie's happy? Because last week in Donnie's fantasy football league was the final two matchups of the regular season. Another fucking doubleheader. And do you know what Donnie did in that doubleheader? Donnie won. Not one, but both matchups out that bitch. Woo! And you know what winning both matchups did for your boy? Yours truly? Two very important things. One, Donnie, regular season record, I ended up with the record of 10 wins and seven losses. So for the first time in Donnie's brief three-year history in this league, Donnie actually had a winning record throughout the regular season. Donnie hit double digits. In the regular season. Clap it up for your boy. Now. The other thing that. Me winning both matchups did. And more. And most importantly. What it did. Get this. At the record. Of 10 wins and 7 losses. You know what. That means Donnie, Donnie fucking O made the playoffs. Yes, yes, yes. Donnie made the playoffs. Donnie has another week in the league. Donnie has a wild card matchup. Tomorrow. Now I'm going to give you a brief recap of how the lead up to my clinching victories this past weekend. Woo! X marks the spot. 
as I've said the last two episodes and the majority of this episode, last week I went to a wedding. So when I say it was on my mind, but it really wasn't on my mind. I made my initial lineup because the way the league works, we get our notifications sometime Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. And what I usually do, because my memory is so fried, what I usually do is when I receive that notification, I make my preliminary line lineup. So I know for sure, just in case, God forbid, I really forget, oversleep, or do some dumb shit leading up to the one o'clock kickoffs that Sunday, I have a lineup in. So I put my best foot forward, but that's usually my template lineup. So that's what I did Wednesday. So I go to Maryland Thursday, Friday, come back Saturday. Matter of fact, came back Sunday. Sunday morning, I get up. I get myself ready to take my rental back. I do my therapy. And I get back in the house about 12.30. And I look over my lineup. And I send it to my fantasy OG, the Mojo King. And I sent it to him, you know, because, I mean, we, we're not matched up against each other. So, being the fact, this is the last, this is the last uh, you know, matchup to the regular season. And this is make a break. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'd I, I be remiss to say. My fantasy OG made the playoffs. So there's a high probability, being the fact we're in the same conference, if we win these next two games, matter of fact, if we win this upcoming week, we are on a collision course to go against each other. And boy, we're both risking each other luck this, this weekend. And Mojo already told me, yeah, man, I hope I, I, I wish you luck. I hope you win. I hope we both win. So the shit talking can commence. And boy, if the shit is the shit talking going to commence, if I if we both win this weekend and we match up, because when I say when we match up. Next week's edition of the podcast or whatever edition of the podcast that comes if we match up, it's going to be one like none other. Word to Jim Nance. <laughs> but yeah. So I send in my lineup. I send in my lineup. And I'm looking over my lineup like, eh, it's a lot of possibles. It's a lot of reaching. So he sends me back his lineup and I'm like, whoa. Yo, my man going for broke. He brought the big guns out. He had Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 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 uh. I think he had... Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, he he brought the big guns out, and I'm like, oh shit. We were also in play for the overall points championship because he was second and I was third. So when I saw his lineup, I ain't gonna lie. When I saw his lineup, I was like, wow. He going for those. He going for that point championship at least. 
I'm looking at my lineup. I'm like, I might win. But I don't think I ain't going to garner but so many points. So I tinkered with it. And boy, I'm so glad I tinkered with it. Because if I would have left the people that were in my lineup, I probably would have split. And I probably, depending on how the tiebreakers broke, I might have gotten to the playoffs. But me changing my lineup at the last minute guaranteed me winning. I got, I, which got, um, I got, I got a, a, a scare toward the four o'clock slate because my opponent who I just went against the previous week, he must have did a little bit of scouting. And that's something I actually meant to ask my OG, my fantasy OG, on how much scouting really goes in these leagues of do you look on other people's history to see pretty much what they trend, what they tend to pick? You know, the times, because all I know is last week when we did our matchups, this dude, he had a majority of one o'clock slate players and I backloaded mine as normal on four o'clock slates. This week, he had about half his lineup with four o'clock slates. So I couldn't really determine. I couldn't rest easy. Not, not. I normally don't rest easy because a lot of times my one o'clocks don't really give me a lot of points because my big hitters are in, in the four o'clocks. But when I saw this and I'm like, oh, shoot. So it was neck and neck until maybe the last half hour of games on the four o'clock slate. And I was able to pull away um, due to... I think it might have been Hunter Renfro. But before it started, before the game started, and we sent each other in lineups and we wished each other luck, I had to uh, run an errand. I had to go get some um, some stuff from the supermarket for dinner. And a feeling overcame me a feeling of excitement, a feeling of anxiety, a feeling of competition. Like I was walking down the block and I just yelled real loud. Ah, yeah! Because I knew it was make or break. I knew at that moment in time, the time was going to come at the end of the day or whether or not I truly know what the fuck I was doing or maybe I didn't this whole time. And that same feeling, that same electricity that was in the air was even more in the air around 7.30 when the brackets came out and I saw Donnie O as one of the seven teams in the NFC playoffs. So that brings us to this week. Now. that This is a, a, a cause for celebration. But. The job is not done. And you wonder. And people wonder. What do you mean the job is not done? Because you got to the playoffs? I mean wasn't. 
really that the deciding factor of whether or not you know what the fuck you're doing on whether you get to the playoffs after you done told the masses about your three-year journey, your three-year quest of cracking the playoffs? So why is the job not done? Ah, 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 ah! Because the way my league is set up, okay, Entry fee is 125. Not a problem. Because like I've told y'all before, I was gonna play draft, I was gonna play fantasy football regardless, you know, regardless of the league or not. So if I'm playing money, money, um, money contest, I'm gonna pay 10, 15 dollars a week. Might just pay it up front. Now, here's where the thing comes when, when I'm talking about this particular league that I'm in right now. 125 is the entry fee. If you win one game in the playoffs, if you get to the divisional round, you're guaranteed to double your entry fee. You will get $250. And then from there, pretty much you're just get it's nothing but profit. Of course, you get to the uh get to the Super Bowl, I think you get a, a get a, a get a G, get a stack. If you win, I think you get two stacks. So my job, of course, being the fact that I put money in, is to recoup. So right now, my job is to win tomorrow. But do you know who the fuck I matched up against? Shucky T79. And y'all probably wonder why I say Chucky T79 with disgust. I did tell y'all there was a matchup two weeks ago. Matter of fact, it might have been last week. Probably was last week. That I placed first, no, or should I say second and third overall. And I only came away with a split because my opponent came in first in both weeks. I'm lying. He came in first and third. I came in second and third. And the contest that I came in second with, I actually wasn't going against him. So I lost my place in third. That's who I'm going against this week. And hopefully, he hasn't been listening to this podcast because he'll know Exactly. My strategy. I'm riding with Justin Herbert to the fucking wheels fall off. Last week, he came on. He came on strong. He held down your boy. Gave me 25 points. He smacked Cincinnati. Got them out the box quick. Three touchdowns. I was such a pussy. That I neglected, I declined to actually check up on the standings, check up on the on the actual matchups until like five o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't even want to see what's going on. I was getting little updates from my from Mojo, but I didn't want to know what's going on because, like I said, I was scared. Of, I was scared of shit. I was just like, damn, is another year gonna go by that 
I am not going to get into the playoffs that I started six and three and I am not going to get to the playoffs that I am going to wet the bed that I, Donnie Ooh, are going to fail once again. Is that what's going to happen? And my eyes just got real, real, they started to burn because I think I smoked the cigarette into here and I had the windows up so nobody would hear my ranting and raving. And I think the smoke has finally gotten to my eye. Secondhand smoke is a killer. Anyway, damn, like, like, I really, like, my eyes are fucking burning. Anyway, so, I don't forgot what the fuck I was talking about, but regardless, I'm like, damn, out of all the matchups I could have got, I had to go against him. I mean, like, I've been, I actually did a little bit of studying, and... I saw that my opponent last week, I guess, realized that I ride Herbert. So he chose Herbert, which pretty much negated me from any type of advantage because no matter how good Herbert was going to do, he was going to do. But then I did some scouting on my opponent for this coming week. And I noticed that he goes hard. He goes heavy on running backs. And he actually goes cheap on quarterbacks, which might put me at a disadvantage. And this is where the New York football giants come in because my Justin Herbert is going against the New York football giants. Now, normally I would consider that an advantage, but it seems like every time I have a key player going against the giants, that's the week that the giants decide to stand up and do their fucking job. Not only that, the Los Angeles Chargers this week are without their starting two wide receivers due to COVID protocols. One actually has COVID, the other one is in proto COVID protocol. And that and those two players are Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Austin Eckler is questionable with an ankle injury. So that kind of evens that levels the playing field. For those fucking giants because now all they have to do is load up the box so that gives me interesting decision do i chance choosing austin eckler with his bum ankle with a possibility that i'm going to pay the amount that he costs which i believe is eighty three hundred dollars and then if he gets knocked out the game by one of these sloppy ass giants players then therefore my Chances are down the drain. Do I choose a San Diego wide receiver that normally wouldn't get any burn, but because the starting wide receivers are both out, he's going to get fed the ball a lot and he's going to come at a cheap price. Or do I look totally in the opposite direction of this game and go against what I've been doing the majority of the season, actually the majority of the last two seasons, and that's riding the shit out of Justin Herbert. <laughs> like my sponsor rides me while I'm sitting in the chair. Decision, decision, decisions. Do I go 
early or do I go late? A lot of the heavy hitters are in the late slate of games. You have Buffalo going against San Francisco. You have Cincinnati. Who, who's Cincinnati going? No, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's going against San Francisco. Buffalo's going against Tampa. The Chargers are going against the Giants. Those, there's some heavy hitters on those teams. Those are some favorable, favorable matchups on those teams. It's got a lot of decisions. But to bring this segment to the end, because I just realized it's 20 minutes, and I really didn't mean this segment to go 20 minutes, but it's a celebration, motherfuckers! I believe the answer to the season-long question of does Donnie know what the fuck he's doing? I think it's a resounding yes. At least for now. Because if your boy had a winning, winning record, a winning record in fantasy football and your boy got into the playoffs of his fantasy football league, that means the majority of the time, I in fact knew what the fuck I was talking about. Now, the actual verdict might come next week, but right now everything is everything is everything is fucking great because you can never take this playoff berth away from me. Right now, of course, I'm going for the bread. I'm going for the I'm going for the 250 at least. Once we get that out the way, then I can set my target directly on my fantasy OG. Because you know, this is almost akin to the Star the Star Wars uh anthology. When young Anakin had to take his Obi-Wan out. When young Anakin was filled up with rage and anger and had to lash out on Obi-Wan because young Anakin ultimately wanted to become the Jedi, not just a Jedi, the Jedi, but ultimately became a Sith. And for all my people who listen to my music, which ain't much of y'all, if any of y'all, Y'all do know that Donnie, Donnie fucking ooh, leans on the Sith side. Yes, I'm a believer in the Sith. Yes. All hell the Sith. You know, I never proclaimed myself to be a Jedi. You know why? It goes back to what I was talking about the other segment. Smart and dumb. Jedis are good. Siths are not so good. Some would consider themselves to be evil. Not I. I'm not an evil Sith. But actually goes back to Spaceballs. You know what they said? You know why good always prevails over evil? And the guy said, why is that, Dark Helmet? Because evil is good, and good is dumb. Yes. So, 
I am looking to take the Jedi out. But the reason, let's put it this way. I'll be happy to take the Jedi out. No personal, no personal situations going on. But if I go against this Jedi that I talk about, that means I am $250 richer. And then everything else. It's a drop in the pan. Drop in the bucket. And Donnie Anakin will rise again and prove to the world that in fact Donnie does know what the fuck he's doing. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Salty Door to Donnie Ooh podcast. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making me, making this here damn podcast the one that y'all choose to listen to each and every week. Appreciate y'all immensely. Salute to all of y'all. Next week, yeah, literally next week, next Wednesday, as I said in the intro, I will be back on my regular day because I will have enough time to give this episode a chance to breathe. Breathe. Two, two to the three, three to the four. Yeah, so next week, I will be talking about the following. I'll, I'll, I'll give a recap of the Jets' probably latest loss against the New Orleans Saints. I will start getting more in-depth in talking about these New York Knickerbockers, and just as a word of caution, being the fact that the football season will be winding down, at least for my particular team, the New York Jets, 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 and that my fantasy football league depends on me winning or not, I will start giving more and more attention to my New York Knickerbockers, and the Golden State Warriors, who, by the way, Steph Curry is nine made three-pointers away from breaking the all-time three-pointer record held by one Ray Allen. He can break it tonight in Philly against his brother Seth Curry and the Philadelphia 76ers, or more likely, he will be taking a rest day in Indiana and breaking against my New York Knickerbockers. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I guess I'll be a leader on both sides. Ideally, the way the records are going, being the fact that Golden State is 21-4, and four, and the New York Knicks are like one game, two games below 500, perfect world would be Steph breaks the record, so I can, yay! And the New York Knicks win the game, so I can, Yay. More likely, Steph will probably hit like 10, obliterate the record, and also obliterate my New York Knicks, in which I will probably remain silent on the fact because I'm compromised. My my, my fandom is compromised, you know, because I'm a fan of both teams, you know. But in that case, 
and I and 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 as as normal as usual, what I do when they go against each other, I root for my Knicks because I'm a New Yorker and I like I said I've been in the mud with the Knicks. I'm really a, just a fan of Golden State, but I've been in the mud with the Knicks. So of course, if they go against each other, I'm going to side with my Knicks. Yeah, and I will give y'all the outcome of my fantasy playoff matchup. Yeah, that's right. I said playoff matchup against this motherfucker, Chucky T79. And expand my segment of Donnie does know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Donnie does know what the fuck he's doing. Definitely, definitely does. Definitely does. Definitely does. On some Rain Man shit. Yeah, so that's what's going to be on tap next week. So, huh. Y'all know what time this is. Y'all know what y'all know what comes next. Y'all know what comes next? Come on, y'all been listening to me long enough to know what the fuck comes next. But just in case y'all don't. Hick in the plugs! EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh. EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh for everything Donnie Ooh. This podcast you're listening to can be reached at EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh. Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh merch can be bought at EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh. And as always, if y'all want to listen to Donnie Ooh spit, that music can be heard at EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh. The Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. It's available on multiple streaming platforms where podcasting can be heard. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, amongst others. All that and more. Salty Thoughts of Donnie U podcast can be heard. You know how else the Salty Thoughts of Donnie U podcast can be heard? If you take the RSS feed, and put it in your podcasting apparatus that you have on that little smarty phone that you have that be in your fucking ear all the time. If you put that RSS feed of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast in that little podcasting apparatus, guess what'll happen? My black ass will pop up and you can listen to the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. As always, and please, actually... Really, double check your notification button, press it. Double check the follow button, press it. Because what I have noticed, the last three episodes, so that means probably the last week and a half, what's been going on is a lot of people ain't getting these notifications that Donnie done dropped another episode. So do yours truly the favor, check on however you choose to listen to me on, to make sure the notification button and the follow button and all that's pressed. So y'all know when I drop, y'all be the first one to hear it. Yeah. Those are the plugs for me. Now the plugs for others. Hip hop hidden gems, hip hop hidden gems. Hosted by the Mojo King and his partner, Willie Freeman, where they unearth the various Hidden gems in the history of hip-hop. Currently still out now. Episode number one of Hip-Hop Hidden Gems where they go over the second offering from the legendary group 
gangsta step in the arena on their podcast, Hip Hop Hidden Gems. And as I always say when it comes to this part, the boy, the Mojo King, likes to double dip. And even though I reversed this shit this week, the fact still remains he has two podcasts. I just talked about Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Now I'm going to talk about his actual fantasy golf podcast, Hidden Gems of Golf. That's right, Hidden Gems of Golf, where he goes over all the hidden gems in the upcoming weekend's golf action. Where hopefully you or anybody listen to can make a little coin that they could jingle in their pocket. Even if you don't listen or don't follow golf, if you follow fantasy sports at all, check out Hidden Gems Golf. Those two podcasts are both a part of the 19 Media Group. As always, check out the homies from the Black Wrestling Podcast. Cal, Brother Fan, Matt, Drip. Check them out on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. They're also available on all streaming platforms where podcasting can be heard. Yeah, those are the plugs. Yeah, those are the motherfucking plugs. Did I mess up this week? I don't think so. So, being the fact that I didn't mess up, I think I probably should get out of here before I actually do mess up. And I'm still waiting for my daughter to be dismissed from her specialized high school exam. You know why I feel so good about the fact that I'm still waiting? That means she's taking extra time to make sure every T is crossed, every I is dotted, or in this case, every bubble is filled. And she's giving her 110%. And that's all I, that's all I can ask. That's all the father can ask. So, since I... Decided to end on a nice sentimental note. I will check y'all next week, next Wednesday, in particular, for another episode of the Salty Daughter Donnie Ooh podcast. I'll see y'all motherfuckers next week. They complain, sit and rave and rant Your name is out my mouth like an ancient chant Got me like a dog as a pause and pant 
Speaking of which, got a leash and a wish just to rock you, miss. Make a militant move, beat my strategy. End of the day, you're not mad at me. Uh. Not dealing with nobody, now that's what you told me. What? I said, hey, yo, it's cool, we could just be friendly. Cause yo, picture me messing it up. Her mind not corrupt with the LC cups. Huh? Shit. I'm on my J.O. Come on. Bullshit and hoping that the day goes slow. Wow. Got me like a friend, what confuses me though? It's kisses when we breathe. Tell me what's the deal, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, moved in, you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. <laughs> now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, moved in, you confuse things. Come on. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now why you wanna go and do that love, huh? Making things for me towards you harder Killing me just when I think we there You douse the whole vibe and the close in the air Telling me about next man But next man ain't the nigga with the plans Who got your heart in mind? It's about time that you just unwind Come on. And let it just happen, make it front free uh. Just sweat me like money panty uh. Digging you, getting inside of your steel what? It's the quest cat keeping you company Hi. Forever or however you want it Word, word Now wait a minute, my, before you dead it to the curb yeah. Try to make impressions, which is good, not the herd But it, it, it ain't me, and I, I ain't blurred Hi. I'ma still just chill with you Maybe things could change if you change your view Come on. If not, then I guess it is cool yeah. Just keep to yourself and abide by the rules right? Kiss my cheek, move and you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now sing it, sing it. Now you cut my heart over the evening. Kiss my cheek, move and you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now talk it out, talk it. Now you cut my heart over the evening. Kiss my cheek, move and you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now talk it out, right? Now you cut my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, move it. You confused things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now you cut my heart for the evening.